Well, let's welcome back Coach Tanner. Coach, you got team updates for us. Um, team updates, you know, coming off of a week three opponent, um, you know, very good, you know, very good night team. Um, you know, we fell short. Um, so the guys, obviously, after the game, you know, was definitely emotionally down. Coaches as well, emotionally down. But, you know, got a 24-hour rule and, you know, back at it today, you know, back at another work week, uh, another work day today. Also, most, you know, had 11.30 team meeting with the guys this morning and, you know, they're upbeat, ready for the new challenge that, that, that we have in a week four opponent. Coaches have been working hard as far as getting scouting getting scouting reports out, doing you know obviously the, the work, the detailed work that you need to do to, to to make the game come down to what we did last week in that venue. So um, we're looking forward to the next week's opponent, the next challenge, and um, you know it's my job to keep the group, keep the morale up, and you know and paint the vision of you know how paint the vision of how and and how we're going to win this game uh, on Saturday. So. Well, let's talk about that game. I, I know you've you've mentioned on the show is that a lot of close contests against Carlton over the last few years. So, I mean, I think you expected a very close contest in general, and and your team really gave a lot of fight in the game. Yeah, they did. They did, and um, you know, we hadn't been in a game like that um, since St. Scholastica last year, whereas you know it's it's punch counter punch. So, um, you know, our first two week opponents, you know, we 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 went wire to wire. I knew it wasn't going to be like that um, with Carl, with you know Carlton, but it was good to see us come back from 11 point deficit, take the lead, and you know, um, like I told my team, I don't miss my words, and I was trying to win it at the end. You know, could have easily punted it, but you know, I told our guys we got a chance to win it in the end and put a nail in the coffin. We're doing it, and um, you know, so I got to live with that decision. You know, the, the safe, the safe, smart play probably would have been to to punt and play, you know, let them go a, a short field, but we went for it. Um, they 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 stopped us. They scored, and we did get and we got an opportunity to win it at the end. If I punt, if we punt the ball there, we might not see it again. That was one of the things that went into making that decision. So um, it's all good, you know. We, I live and learn, and you know, our, our team, you know, they got a great team that they said, Coach, man, we wouldn't want it no other way, man. They want to be aggressive. We wanted to go out and try and win it, and um, that's what we tried to do. And we came up short. So I like a coach who wants to go out and win games, not just hope things go their way. So. Right. <laughs> uh, a great back and forth affair for you. I, I know the ultimate goal is victories, coach. I mean, I get that part of it, but is there any consolation out of a game like this and how you felt your team played? No, no consolation because at the end of the day, man, our business is winning, and we didn't. You know, and it hurts bad for those guys. So we this was, could have been a signature win for our program that we needed. Um, but you know, again, like I, I've said on the show for the last eight years, it's going to come down to about you know, four to six plays in the game. You know, we give up a deep pass late in the game. You know, we have a DB right there, Raheem Avery, able to make a play on the ball, and he didn't. Um, as well as Alejandro played, you know, it's a third down. And I told him every all week we got to end drives with kicks. And he knows better, man. He's, we meet one-on-one one -on -one once a week, so it's nothing that I'm not sharing, um, that I haven't shared with him. But he rolls out, throws the ball back across his body, and throws the interception, you know, and the turnover margin was one to zero. They got a turnover. We didn't, you know. So little things like that in games, man. You know, we had a third and one. From a coach's standpoint, you know, I got to make sure that I'm making sure that our offensive coordinator is calling a run play, not a run pass option. It was a third and one, and um, Alejandro pulled it, and we didn't get the, you know, and that was early in the first quarter. You know, we didn't get the first down. You know, we didn't come away with points there, man. It's a four-point game that, you know, that, that ended it, that we ended up losing by. So just a couple just a couple plays I can think of and take off the top of my head, and there's a couple more that if we make those plays, that game ends a little bit differently. But I tell you what. You know, Carlton wasn't ready for you know, you know the fight that we had in this. Um, caught them by surprise. The 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 goal is to, to harness it, 
Um, and we got to be able to, and I told the team this morning, man, it's just like the SEC every week. Alabama's getting somebody's best. Not to say they were Alabama, but the, the the amount of competition and how hard it is to win games in this league is is, is just like the Big Ten. You know, Ohio State, Michigan, um, Penn State. They're front, they're facing teams every week that are super hard games to to win. So, you know, that's where we're at, and you know, we gotta we gotta get ready for Week Four. I'm curious because you guys dominate this game in, in every way. I mean, 13 more minutes you had the ball, and it's, it's just like statistically-wise, everything was kind of going your way. What, what do you say to the team after a loss like that when you win in every way but on the scoreboard? Yeah, you tell them to keep their heads up high, um, you know, because, um, you know, there were some guys that were, that were pretty they were pretty down and crushed, but, you know, one game can't define us. Um, keep your head up. You know, you played your, you played your tails off, and, you know, sometimes in life, <laughs> the ball just don't bounce your way. <laughs> like, you know, it just doesn't go your way, man. You can do everything right, and you can still get the short end of the stick. That's just part of it, man. So, you know, I tell them guys, man, life is about 80% about what happens to you and, and 20% of how you respond, man. So we got how are we going to respond to this thing? Are we going to stay hungry and, and be ready to put up a fight for homecoming against the team that's coming in here? Are we going to, you know, feel, you know, wallow in it and, and, and not get ourselves back ready to go? So that's, you just got to be honest with the young men. Charlie Wilson with another huge game, eight touchdowns over the last two weeks. 20 touchdowns this season. Are we going to see that, Coach? Well, here's the deal, man. Speaking of that, I should have probably opened up. You know, I just want to congratulate Charlie Wilson on MIAC Player of the Week. Um, that's super, super, super cool. He's leading the country in touchdown receptions with 10 right now in three games, and he got actually Division Three Football Team of the Week, so he got two awards this, this week. And that's a, that's a testament to you – know, here's the deal with him. He'd rather win the game versus having those two awards – that's the kind of kid he is, um, but it's a testament to the running backs protecting the quarterback, obviously getting in the ball, O-line, <clears throat> protecting for him, tight ends and protection. So receivers run, other receivers running routes to, to that can um, be, I shouldn't say decoys, but, you know, keeping coverage off of Charlie. So it's a, it's a total team um, award, but, you know, he did get acknowledged twice, and that's a big deal. So you're super excited about him and his growth and development. And it's funny you joke around um, about 20 touchdowns in a season. I've been around a 23 touchdown guy. My first year coaching was Rob Giancola at Valparaiso, and I speak to him often about Charlie and just kind of telling him that we got a kid that, you know, reminds me of you know, the one that I coached back in 03. So I've seen it, uh, but not trying to put that kind of pressure on Charlie. We, get, we need to make sure the ball gets distributed the right way, um, you know, based off of what the reads were are giving us, and the reads were giving us Charlie Wilson on, on Saturday. So who goes to him? I think in the eight minutes we've been talking, he just scored another touchdown. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> the running game had a huge opening contest for you, but it struggled over the last couple of weeks. How do you address that? Yeah, well, a part of it is you know you got to acknowledge you know what other teams are doing too. You know, um, first two weeks you know, was a little bit different style defense. You know, I, I told everybody last week that this was going to be different. These guys are very, very, very unconventional. Um, it's, it's a very tricky defense to play against. Um, we were down the offensive lineman, not to make an excuse, but we had to start a freshman, a sophomore tackle who had never played before. And, um, so that's tough, you know. So with that being said, you know, we got to, you know, we're going to face another stout defense, um, this week. Hopefully we get our offensive tackle back. Um, but you know, you know, we got some guys that are a little dinged up right now, man. So, you know, we got to find ways to, 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 to give ourselves a chance to win games, man. So, you know, if it's running, it'll be running. If it's not, then we got to, then we got to find another way. Players you want to acknowledge from this last week? Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, Charlie Wilson. Um, offensively, Malik Wynn took a step. Man, our running back took a step as far as picking up pass protection. 
um, you know, just running the ball hard, got some tough hard yards. Um, you know, I thought, you know, um, Jay Cunningham up front did a really good job with a with a with a um, a new tackle next to him. You know, kind of being more of the field general. Um, Charlie Beauvillet, who's a center for us, was basically out there. You know, he was pretty banged up and was able to fight and grit through the game. Uh, Corey Zacharias on defense was all over the place. Critical critical sack um, on the quarterback in the in the, in the third quarter was playing uh, lights out football for us. Um, I'd say those those would be the guys that we want to acknowledge. This week you take on St. Olaf's, and it never gets easy in the Mayak. So give us your initial thoughts on this. Oh boy, well, Coach Killian's got a, a, a good squad. He has a he has an old squad down there, man. He's got you know um, starts with the trigger guy um, number nineteen. I'm, excuse me for all the I don't know all the names, but nineteen is a is a very 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 polished uh, Mayak quarterback. Um, takes care of the football. He's coming with three interceptions. Um, can run with his legs. He's big. He's strong. Um, can make every throw, uh, but it, you know, but it starts with the running back. Um, and this kid, number nine, is a kid that I remember seeing back in 2019. He's a fifth year. So when I say that they're old, that's what I mean. I'm not taking a shot at anybody anybody's age, but they're they're seasoned. Um, and number nine is really good. Number nine is the second leading the second leading running back in the country. Um, he's averaging 140 yards a, uh, a game. So we need to we need to make sure we we better find a way to slow him down. You know, a, a good goal for us is to keep him under 100. Uh, so that means our run fits have got to be right, our eyes have got to be right. We got to take correct angles, and we got to we got to we got to populate a lot of people to him because he's a he's a, he's a he's a thick, um, thick runner, powerful, strong kid. Um, and, he, and he can catch the ball in the backfield. Um, they have a nice they have a nice set of eligibles out there at receiver, um, number eighty four two and eighty. Um, they do a really good job of you know just getting themselves open, um, and it runs through the running game. But if the running game is going, then it's going to open up the pass game. So we got to we got to we got to work to minimize. That, that run game um, and make this thing a one-dimensional game, man. So, with that being said, um, that's what they look like offensively. Defensively, again, they—I I mean, we haven't seen these guys since 2019, but they always got a good defense, man. They always got a stout defense. They brought this, um, their defensive coordinator came from St. Thomas, so not as not as um, not as unconventional as what we just saw with Carlton. But they do run some some funky stuff on third down that gives you some tricky looks. Uh, so you know we we gotta we gotta try to you know stay out of third and long because they're gonna the, the looks will get really exotic and that's tough for those offensive linemen to pick up. But um, number eleven is running around with his hair crazy down there. Um, number twenty nine is running around very well down there. So they got a good group um, and they're coached up well. You know that's the one thing, man. They're really coached well. So it'll be a good challenge. It'll be homecoming for us, and you know we gotta we gotta find a way to find a way to come away with um, success at the end of at the end of the game. You know, one thing I found very interesting about them last week is that very close game with McAllister, and then they block a point after attempt, score on that, and then all of a sudden they just snowballed from that point. And I just thought, boy, this seems like a team that if you make a mistake to them, they will just roll with that. Yeah, man. They hey, listen. They they coach. They they've done a good job down there. So. Um, I, I know the play you're talking about. And you're right. It just and that's the way it can. Isn't it funny how football and life, everything always like it's a correlation. It can happen just like a couple of situations can happen in life and things can snowball and 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 you're in a situation where you're like, how did I end up here? Just like in a football game. That's why it's a great teacher. So yes, you're right. Now you talked about that offense for theirs, maybe one of the most balanced offensive attacks in the in the country. So what do you say to your defense as kind of an overall message that you need them 
to provide in terms of performance this week? Yeah, well, one thing is, you know, you gotta you got to play with an edge. Um, and, you know, it shouldn't be hard to find that edge based off of how we, you know, we performed last week. You know, we didn't get the win. So the guys are going to be hungry. But, again, it comes, again, football, you know, we as coaches, we make this thing um, harder than it really needs to be. It's going to come down to getting off blocks and tackling. You know, and can we get off blocks? Can we tackle? Can we, can we, stay, can we keep the deep ball? Can we, can we stay on top of the deep balls? You know, not let the ball go over our head. You know, let them, let them methodically drive down the football field. Like, that's how this game will be won. Well, that's how we'll have success defensively. But if they're ripping off long runs, we can't get off blocks, we're missing tackles, the ball's going over our head, it's going to be a long day for us. So, This is a team that's giving up points. Um, it's really been on the ground where they've been the most vulnerable. So I guess the question some might have is, do, do you feel like your, your running game is able to take advantage of that? Well, we're going to have to. That's where we're going to have to start, and we'll always start there. You know, we're always going to start trying to find a way to run the ball because everybody knows how I feel about throwing the ball on, on this show. So I'm not going to say it again, but, um, you know, we do got to find a way to, to to run the football. You know, they're giving up 22 points a game, but, again, you know, you got to look at some of the, the people. They, they, they're in the league now. They were out of the league for two games, and they're in the league for one. We were in the league for one. So, um, you know, not to take a shot at the, the first two opponents, but it's just a little bit different. Um, it's just a little bit different. Um, so we got to find a way to run the football. Well, let's jump into fan questions this week. And Marty would like to know, how easy is it for the team to overcome a tough loss like this last Saturday mentally? It's tough. It's not easy. Um, they're, they're young men. They're emotional. Um, you know, so it's my job to, to get everybody that's on the ship um, singly focused in on today's practice, you know, trying to make sure that that goes well. And then obviously Wednesday's practice, Thursday's practice, we can't look at, you know, we can't look at it as can't wait to get to Saturday because we're going to miss a step. Got to go through a process. We got to know we got to defend. Um, they do have tendencies, man. They got some, they got some serious tendencies when they're in certain formations and in certain backfields. So we got to make sure our defense understands and appreciates that. Um, and then we got to, we got to mostly get ourselves ready to go on Saturday. You know, that's my job. Um, as the head coach, uh, to to make sure that we can harness that the the emotions we got one we got to harness the fight that we had in, in Carlton, and the emotions that we had, and then we got to take it to to St. Olaf. So. Next up, we have Jenny, who says you talked about the unconventional defense for Carlton. What do you think are the challenges of implementing a defense like that when you have likely no player who has ever played that style of defense before? <laughs> yeah, it's. It's, I mean, it's tricky, you know. But they recruit to that style, you know. They're gonna have, they're gonna find a a long rangey kid that can just run in the middle, which number seven did. Uh, a stout linebacker that can just kind of flow front side and and then the front front side like number fifty five did. And then I did not realize I I underestimated number fifteen on a D line. I knew seventy four was good. I didn't realize how good fifteen was and thirty. They were very 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 active with those with the with the front three. And they had number four as an overhang that was. That was a pretty solid football player, too, as well, man. So, you know, it's just all about, you know, recruiting to the style of, of kid, kid that you have. And, and the way that they recruit, you know, they're a little bit more. They're, they're all over the country. I know we're over the country, too, but, you know, they're, you know, just from a, how they package their kids, it's just a little bit different down there, man. So, and it's, and it's all good. It's just part of it, so. Next up is James who says, I don't know how much NFL you've got to watch this season, Coach, but the Vikings are terrible, just flat-out <laughs> terrible. Well, I, I I get snippets, and um, it's funny. I, I you know I'm, I know I'm, somebody might think I'm a dinosaur, but I still read the paper. So I don't know if people read the paper anymore, but I still read the paper on a Sunday before I get into the office. And it just sounds like 
from a time man. I don't know if the time management was the issue this last game, but I don't. Know. I still think, man, when you got a guy like that guy, eighteen and and Kirk Cousins, you know, I, I think they're gonna be okay, man. Now, if you know, if they struggle this week, if you if you go down zero to four in the NFL, then that's that's you know that 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 you know, I'm not saying that you got to fold up shop, but you know you gotta. I'm not saying you gotta panic, but you gotta just put maybe your eyebrows gotta come up. But I still got faith in the Vikes. Um, I, I do. I got faith in the Vikes, man. I do. I do. I do. I do. Because that coach is good. It's just they they catching they they just catching the short end of the stick, and they just got to coach a little bit better and play a little bit better, man. So hopefully they can find a way this week. Next up is our buddy, buddy Andre here with Terrence. It says Dallas fell. The Eagles come up with a big win on Monday, so let's get excited about our team, Coach. And I'm always excited for the for the, for the uh, Eagles win, man. Fly Eagles, fly man, on the road to victory, right? That's the song that they sing after every touchdown. So excited about that. Um, was able to catch the second half of that game last night, um, so that was cool. Um, but again, it's a long season. It's only week three, so we can win the week. Just like hey, just like I talked about the Vikings, you know, they got a lot of ball left. So you know, they all both teams got to stay singly focused on week four's opponent. So. Next up, we have two questions for you from Ron. The first is, he would like to know who have been the two big or who have been the biggest mentors in your life. Ooh, Boy, that's a tough one. Mentors, man. From a, I mean, I'd have to say, you know, I have to say my dad. You know, definitely my dad. You know, just kind of watching the way he worked. Um, you know, what I mean, worked like just you know, come home every day, provide for his family, the lessons that he taught me. You know, just little things of you know how important it was to keep the grass and to keep the grass and the house and look in a certain way. You know, and how important it was to talk to your neighbors and know who your neighbors are. Um, you know, just being able to talk to anybody in a store and hold a conversation like those are things that I, I that I really was able to see firsthand and and learn from him. And you know, so I would say that. And then maybe professionally, gosh, a mentor, man. I have so it's it's hard. I have so many. Uh, guys that I can that I can that I can call and and pick their brains, but um, I'd probably say um, this is gonna be tough. I know hopefully hopefully nobody else is listening to this thing, but you know maybe um, Coach Rob Lee, um, Coach Lee was a he was a defensive coordinator in 2009 at Valpo when I was coaching the offense at Valpo, and he just really you know took me aside and you know just kind of t- taught me the business, you know taught me what you know, how being a Division One coach is when you got to recruit and, you know, finding the person that's important in the recruiting process. It's not necessarily you're recruiting a kid, but you're recruiting the whole family. You know, you got to go to a school and, you know, you're not just talking to the teacher or the coach. You, know, you need to talk to the lunch lady or, or a janitor to find out what this kid's really about. You know, just little things like that, little nuggets on, you know, just always being ready if the head coach asks you a question or, you know, just making sure you're organized and recruiting and you know your area well. Just he gave me so many nuggets before I left Valpo if I wouldn't have had him um, in my ear, I would have, um, I would have, I would have probably crashed and burned at Bucknell because that was that was football school one on one. Like I learned a lot, and I had to be ready for a lot of different situations, from a recruiting, from a coaching, uh, from you know handling players, being on a being on a Division One staff. Like it was just heat. So I'd have to say Coach Lee's been a big, a big, and he's the um, he's an athletic. Director. I talked to him to, to this day. He's an athletic director um, down in Gary, Indiana, and I mean he's doing a good job with those with that program down there. So I just have to say Coach Rob Lee. Rita would like to know if you collect anything. I guess like collect coins or something. I used to start on. Oh, collect anything? Uh, no, I don't. Um, no, I don't. I mean, golf balls. 
<laughs> I collect golf balls. Like <laughs> that's what he said. He go like, you know, some people say, what kind of golf ball do you hit on you? You know, I mean, I hit a tailor made. I'll hit pinnacles. I'll hit anything, man. I'll hit, um, I'll hit a noodle ball. I'll hit um, Titleist. It doesn't matter, man. So I would say I collect golf balls. Dave says, Coach, I got to tell you this. I got to be real about it. If my morning routine gets ruined somehow or another, I am shot for the whole day. Do you find that when somebody disrupts your routine that it affects you like that? No, because that's the best part of my job, man. I told, I, I think I've said it on this show before, man. I feel like I'm the Wizard of Oz sometimes, man. Somebody's always knocking on my door and they need something, you know. So sometimes I got to get in here super early to get what I got to get done done. And then just get ready for the get ready for the ready for the piano to fall on my head every day. So, <laughs> so it's so no, I I can't get out. I, I, we got a saying around here, man. Keep your knees bent because you never know what's gonna happen, man. So no, if I get out of routine, I just got to find a way to figure it out later on it later on in the day. So. And on that note, what are our words of wisdom for this week? Yeah, something that I just you know share with the team. Um, that's the quote of the day, and, and I saw I found it. It said, "You are not born a winner or a loser." You were born. You were born a chooser. The choices you make every day add up, and you become the sum of those decisions. If you're not happy with that, change your life one decision at a time, man. So, you know that's what we got to do. We're not happy with where we're at. We're not losers. We got to choose, man. We got to we got to figure it out and and find a way to get this win. So, fantastic, Coach Taylor. Thanks for joining us this week. All right. Thanks for listening. Well, I'm honored to welcome Davis Pickett with me here today. Uh, D- Davis, uh, thanks for joining me. Yeah, of course. So, Davis, let's just first of all talk about why, why was Hamlin the right fit for you? Well, Hamlin was the right fit for me because I wanted to come play for Coach Taylor and I wanted to come play in the MIAC and have some good competition, and I felt like Hamlin was the right place for me. And what is your major at Hamlin? Um, I'm majoring in pre-exercise science. And what what would you like to do with that one day? Um, I want to be I want to be a physical physical therapist, be a be a trainer, stay in the sports world, and um, help people like myself that had lots of issues throughout throughout their their career. Right on. Well, yeah. coming from Utah, quite a bit of a different culture there than, than St. Paul, Minnesota. Any challenges mm-hmm. since you came here to the Twin Cities? Um, no, not a lot of challenges besides the winter. The winter has been was definitely a challenge this last year, negative 30s, and we have 6 a.m. lifts. But other than that, I've really loved being here, and I've I love the culture, and I've been really taken in by Minnesota. Uh, football team got off to a good start this season, a very tough loss against Carlton this last week. Talk to us a little bit about how you feel the team is performing at this point. Well, I feel like we, we're outperforming everyone's expectations, man. Everyone underestimated us coming into the year, and we just proved playing one of the better teams in the MIAC that we can compete and we can actually we, we will win MIAC games this year. And I feel like we have a good challenge coming up this week against St. Olaf, and we'll have another opportunity to prove – that, that we are the team that needs to that needs to be reckoned with. Did did you personally or as a team kind of set five at least five wins as the the mark you were looking for this year? Um, I guess you could say five wins is the goal, but the the, the goal is always to win win as many games as possible and beat all the teams that we play this year. Five wins would be would be awesome, but so would six and seven and eight. 
Last year, you came in, got, saw a lot of playing time as a freshman. As a matter of fact, appeared in all ten games for for the team last season. That's that's pretty rare for an offensive lineman to have that much playing time early on. Um, how did you feel that you fit in with that group last season? Um, well, last year we had a very experienced group. Um, it was it was tough. I had a battle to get my spot, and I think I proved that I was the right guy for the job. And eventually, eventually, towards the end of the year, I started playing better. And we started to to form more of a unit that gave us momentum to come into this year and perform very well. I know Coach Taylor sees this offensive line as a big strength for the team. And so talk to me a little bit about why being on that in this group, how is it you guys have been able to gel and been such a big force for the team? Well, it comes down to us putting in the hours and, we spent lots of time as a as a unit, as as a starting offensive line group. Um, lots of extra lift, lots of extra time putting in the work so that we can be in this situation that we're in. Um, and I feel like we did a good job of that, of putting in the extra work this offseason so that we can be a strength for the team coming into this year. Yeah, I found on most teams the offensive linemen are the, the funniest characters to be around. So tell me about your, your line mates there with you. Um, funniest, I feel like, I feel like we have to go Eli Barron. Eli Barron is a funny, funny creature. He plays left guard. Um, we have a tough center, Charlie Wilson. He, not Charlie Wilson, Charlie Provolite. Um, he's battling through injuries and he's the smartest guy on our offensive line. So I'm glad he's leading us. Um, Jake Cunningham at, at right guard. Man's a veteran. He's, 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 he's been around the block, but. He's keeping himself together and really leading our offensive line as a as an older guy. And then at right tackle, we have um, Cooper Cooper Yates, and we had Donovan Harless play this week. But both of those guys are competent right tackles that I feel like can compete to be the best best right tackle in the Mayak in the coming years. Big game against St. Olaf this week. It doesn't get any easier in the Mayak. What, what, what do you see for you guys this weekend? I feel like if – our offensive line can step up like I know we can and like we did last week, and we can take care of Olaf's front, and then we can we'll run the ball, and then they'll open up the pass, and we'll, we'll have a good game if we can get the ball, if we can run the ball. Well, they, they have been a team that's been susceptible to the run. Do you feel like you guys match up well against their front four? I think we do. I think that coming off of this game against Carlton, who runs a similar similar front um, that we can use that momentum and come into a, a little bit different type of defensive line and we can actually move them and get our run lanes going and hopefully bust a big run this week for our running backs and then we'll, that, that will be good for us. You're at Hamlin at an exciting time. It looks like this football program is just ready to take the next step. So tell me, I mean, I, sure. I don't want you looking too far ahead, but tell me what things are, are going to look like two years from now when you're closing in on graduation. Well, two years from now, if we can, if we can stay on the right track, which I know we can, I know our coaches can keep us, keep us that way. Shout out Coach Greeny. Greeny's really getting our minds right. Then we can, I feel like this, in two years from now, the, our Hamlin, Hamlin Pipers will be a team to be reckoned with and a team that people won't want to play as if, Last year, a team that everyone wanted to play. I feel like that we can keep get our momentum going, and then we'll be we'll be ready to play the best teams in the Mayak, best teams in the country. 
you know, Coach Taylor was telling me that you're one of his favorite players. He just loves being around you. So, so tell me, what kind of guy are you in the locker room? Well, um, I like to get stuff done. I like I like when we have good practices. I find I'm, I'm not I'm not completely a serious guy, but I like to I like to make sure that we're ready before we start start messing around and having fun. But when we're ready and we can have fun, I guess I guess I can get down. Well, let's end on this, Davis. Uh, uh, tell me why it's great to be a Hamlin Piper. It's great to be a Hamlin Piper because we have the we have the best supporting coaching staff in the MIAC, in my opinion. These guys believe in us so much, and they believe that we can become the team that I know that we can become as well. And they are re- reinforcing that. We have great great trainers, and uh, they keep us healthy, and that we can keep keep rolling like we know, like I know we can. That's fantastic. Davis Pickett, thanks for joining me this week. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on.